Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Uh, What's so welcome funny? Welcome back, guys. What you got? What you guys giggling about? You, you, you last Cheers minute. you. I made it. Drifting into the, the driveway to be able to make it here just slightly late. Uh, when I when I texted you guys, I was at uh, the Northridge exit on 400, getting on to 400. Wow. Wow. That... <laughs> <laughs> that is some impressive time there you made. Well, Yeah, I made some all right time. Well, it's it's really it's our fault. We scheduled this on Tuesday. You know, it, it, it's different. We don't ever do this on Tuesdays. So uh, it's really on us for messing with your existing schedule. Yep. How dare y'all? <laughs> Hopefully you're doing something fun All up right. there. Hey, I made it. I was at that brewery up in Roswell. Uh, what? Right. No, no. Pontoon. No. Uh, something city. Maybe Gate City. Gate yeah, Gate City, city Brewery. I was. Yeah, I was at Gate City. I like. I like Gate City. It's a cool brewery. It's a cool layout. Beers. All right. It. So it was popping. It was crazy busy. Everything up and down that well, whole strip was just crazy busy oh sure well there was there was never any covid otp so they never had anything to worry about so they've been living their lives like normal the entire time right it was <laughs> i mean it was really busy though i, I was really surprised how like how i not about covid but like it just being tuesday night and it was just like yeah it looked like slammed. a weekend you know anywhere everywhere was slammed there were lines at restaurants and stuff like it was busy Good. I went to a pontoon built, uh, brewing up in Roswell. I don't know if it counts as Roswell. Maybe it's still Seeing Springs. It's close. Uh, and it was so like a Wednesday or Thursday. I met my old boss for beers. And it was packed. <laughs> I was just like, all right. And they even had a group of people in there that were kind of doing that work from the brewery thing. They had like teams set up on a large screen TV with couches. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the new work from home thing. The work remotely, the shared office space is just becoming breweries now. I'm all, I'm all for it. Let me uh, meet some buddies up at a brewery while we both uh, work for our respective companies together and toss back a few pints. I, I'm on board. Uh, anyhow, let's get into some Georgia State stuff. Um, there's actually there's quite a, f a few things to talk about, but none of them are like uh, well, a few of them are kind of big, but uh, it's not that big of a deal. But there was a the poster was released for the, the football schedule poster. And I always dig those kind of things. I think they're cool. And I think our media guys are just absolutely top notch when they put those things together. And uh, I, I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. I don't know if I can do that. Let's see. Because I, I know we know Ryan hasn't actually seen it at all yet. I have not. You know, if you guys yeah. sent me stuff like this, I might have looked at it. <laughs> well, why like would it. we do that? Hey, look, it's why my neighborhood. Yeah. Well, see, what I think is kind of cool about it, you know, it says Atlanta's team at the top there, but then it also says they're, the second poster, they're old fourth wards team. So I'm like, how many neighborhoods did they get printed up for these printed. things? I, yeah, because I would love to get an Edgewood one. You know, yeah, I was about to say, right. if there's like a Summer Hills team, I want it. Exactly. That, that one goes up. That's permanent. That goes up on the, uh, the wall in the house and framed maybe or something. Yeah. That would be cool. And I see that the, the, the street sign is Ponce. And it's got uh, what you call it up there, the the uh, Pont City Market. <clears throat> oh, does it have it on there? You... That's what the I building is. I'm pretty sure. 
I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. But yeah, yeah it's like a, it's a, it's a custom, like custom job. Yeah. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah. So yeah, because you got Georgia Avenue and Hank Aaron uh, there on the Atlanta's team. And then yeah, sure enough, uh, Ponce over there. Yeah. That's cool stuff. I, I thought it was sharp. I liked it. Um, yeah. I, I hope to get one when I get back to Atlanta. Fully embracing <laughs> yeah. the uh, right helmet in the middle. That's that's always a plus. That's right. You the correct helmet. Right. Yeah. Not your second yeah, favorite it. helmet. Yeah, stop stop with that crap. No one likes that helmet anyways. <laughs> I guess the players like it, and that's all that really matters, right? No. Um, I don't really care what they like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's all about them. But. They're, they're getting paid to play there. We're paying for them to play there. So yeah. they should do what we want, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Anyhow, that's all I had. <sighs> that's all I really had about that. Um, I just oh, thought it was kind of cool looking. Done with they, 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 all right. Five minutes. They do a pretty good, good job with this. down here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we're actually all heading up to a Gate City now, so uh, I'll <laughs> meet you up there. <laughs> uh, there was some big news uh, for the football program. They hired a, a replacement for Coach Collins. They got uh, Darius Eubanks came in from a very, very, very brief stint at Western Carolina. He was hired in May 19th, May 18th of this year. And now he's with Georgia State. <laughs> we had um, a couple of our coaches do that, though, right? Um, I think it was maybe when Trent Miles came on board or something. He had some some guys that we were all really excited about. I think it was like two or three coaches that were like in and before the season started, were out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty common. It's also kind of funny when you see that happening. Obviously, if you're working at uh, Western Carolina, you get an opportunity for an FBS program, especially one in your home state. doesn't really matter who it is. You're going to jump at that opportunity because he is from, uh, despite working for Western Carolina, we think everybody comes from the Carolinas. He actually is a native of Georgia, but uh, interestingly enough, a alum of Georgia Southern. Oh, I, uh, the tracks a little bit, but that. yeah, yeah. I think he was a, I think he was a four-year starter for Southern, and uh, went and ended up being an undrafted free agent that got signed to the NFL for three or four years. I just, um, you know, how can we trust him? He's a spy. Well, that's, yeah, it comes down to it's two things. Either we're going to get him in here convert him and he's going to give us all the background knowledge we need to know about the triple option crap we're whatever offense they it's run pretty simple or, david they don't there's no secrets or <laughs> or he just sends uh the, the crap down south trash down south all of our playbooks one of the two those, those are the two options there's no triple option here there's just two options there's, there's no either he helps us either he helps us get better or he <clears throat> gives all of our secrets to the enemy yeah I think I'm on. Do you think it matters, Tim? Tim, do you think it matters where he played? Nah, that was that was this past. There's a player. Have you not listened to players give interviews about how much they hate each other? Like, we we've talked to people about it about how like they were there. That is their rival, and they hate them. Oh, the feeling is mutual. I don't like the idea. Don't hire somebody who like once hated you. I don't think he hated yeah, us. I don't think he was there when we existed, right? Doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm not sure about is did, were we even playing football and were we playing them in football back when he was a care. player? I, don't, I I didn't look that up at all. So um, I don't think we would have been. I don't I don't, I think, don't think we would have been. I know we keep talking about this, but I don't care. So so Ryan, you think we should not hire any? Southern I think folk? we should fire him. Yes. 
tomorrow. <laughs> like actively, we should get we should get rid of him. Send him packing right back to Western Carolina. Watch, he he like found this podcast and he's watching right now. And I, and if I met him in real life, I'd be like, oh my god, thanks for being on board. He'd be like, well, uh, you said to fire me. I'm like, uh, I'm just a drunk <laughs> asshole. Like, what do you want? <laughs> well, we we know all he has to do, uh, Coach Eubanks. If you want to get Ryan good graces, just show up at the bar and uh, buy him a few beer, and he'll he'll start singing your praises from that point. Really, on. just one, just one beer, and you're probably good in my book. <laughs> And then I'll so, even buy you another one, you know, like <laughs> fine. So your 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 principles just really go out the window as soon as someone buys you a beer. You know, if cool people cool people are cool, so you know, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, you um, assume my principles go out the window, but maybe this is my principle. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> if you beer. buy me beer, yeah. you win me over. We're yeah. fine. I mean, I I am a big fan of anybody that buys me beer. I'll I'll at least give them a listen. You know, hear yeah, exactly. they have to say, and then so walk Gene out Hill the tab, is probably right? at the the top of your list then because he bought you multiple beers, right? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and we come full circle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, Gene Hill's a okay in my book. Gene Hill is a good guy. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back and buy us some more beer next time. <laughs> That's next, right. Next, next game. So, yeah, that's all I had on Darius Eubanks. That's that's probably the whole story. I mean, we we probably talked about that for a lot longer than you had expected. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. I never know what we're doing. Never I do no idea what we're doing. But he's, so he's going to be safeties coach. He's done safeties and defensive backs coaching in the past. Had time at Arkansas, uh, Stanford. Uh, played for the Browns, Vikings, and Cowboys. It sounds like somebody's got a good resume. Uh, to come into the staff, so well, hopefully he, he doesn't co- screw us over. Did he coach anywhere he else coach- besides besides Western Carolina, where he did not do much coaching? Yeah, Sanford for three years, and then he did his grad assistant at Arkansas. Oh, is that what you said? I did just you already said, say that. I, I I just said all three of those things. Oh, uh, uh, it was like in that string of boring stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. When you kind of were you kind of zoned out for a little bit. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds good. Hopefully can yeah. uh, improve uh, our safety play next year. I don't know. It's always been one of our sore spots, you know? Right. You were, we were good again uh, about blocking there, stopping the run, but, it, you know, give up the, the long pass over and over again. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Which per app state army, like in year 3.5 or four of, the defense we're implementing and we should excel this year or something. I don't know. There was some Twitter post I remember reading from a app state podcast about trusting the app state defense process and we're building it. Oh, we're building the app state defense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. I don't like, I don't really care what an opposing fan base says about us because uh, their opinions are Full of bias, just like mine's are, mine is. So uh, they don't know what they're talking about, just as just much like as I don't are. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly, mine's are. <laughs> mine's. Uh, uh, cool. The uh, ESPN, ESPN and Vegas both released their over unders on wins for the all 130 teams in uh, college football. They were pretty much the same between looking at the Sun Belt Conference uh, specifically. I thought it was kind of interesting. Once again, five and a half wins over under for Georgia State, which I, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Uh, what's fun about it is uh, the trash down south is down 
a game behind us. So it's fun to always see someone consider them garbage. I like that. They weren't giving the over under though. They were just saying their five and a half is what they're, uh, what, what they're What's taking that? bets on. That's the betting odds. Yeah. That Georgia yeah, state wins cool. five and a half games or, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I looked at so the cool thing is looking at uh, the schools in the state. Uh, Georgia State has this, has the second highest over under uh, prediction for this uh, in the state. So Georgia at ten and a half, Georgia State at five and a half, Tech at five, and then the Trash Town South are coming in last place at four and a half. So second best team in the state, or at least expected <laughs> to be so. Um, if that's what that means, yeah. That's how I that, that's how I choose to read it. So, six uh, wins I, would Tim, not I know feel very good. Uh, no, six wins is the absolute minimum to keep a coach a job in my opinion. And six wins, a bowl appearance, and bowl victory keeps a coach a job. Anything less mm-hmm. than that, I think you're, you're hot seat. If not, out of you're out of my book at least. But you can win more regular season games and lose your bowl game, and it's still okay, right? It depends on how you play in the bowl game, but yeah, like if we yeah, if we win right. ten if we win if we win ten games, we get into a better bowl game against a better opponent. We look good, but lose the game. Sure, that's fine. I want to win. Well, like six but... six wins, you better win the damn game. Dang game. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If if you eke into a bowl game, you better win, win that it. to keep your job. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's that's the minimum expect that's the minimum expectation every season is you know well over I should say well over. Over six wins, not six, over six wins and a bowl appearance and that you are at minimum incredibly competitive in if you don't win it. Yeah. Did you um did you see twenty four seven sports did a ranking one through one thirty? So it's garbage. I whatever. <laughs> uh no, actually, actually before we get to that. Before we get to that, David, what did they have our friends up uh, by the beach, the beach chickens? Ten and a half wins, eleven wins, twelve wins. Yeah, both ESPN uh, and Vegas had uh, Coastal uh, as their highest number. ESPN with eleven wins and Vegas with ten. And I think that I would bet the under. I'd bet the under on the ten for sure. I I just do not see them having. I mean, uh, I'm assuming this includes regular. This is regular season. This is not including a bowl victory. So like nine games and a bowl victory, ten wins. I don't know if that includes it or not, but. I don't see there's any way they win 10 games regular season this year, other than the fact that their out of conference schedule is cupcake, you know, yeah, it's, it's super weak. Like the, the toughest team they have out of conference is at Buffalo, but if I'm not mistaken, Buffalo lost their coach and a number of players from last year. So they may start the season four and O, but this actually leads into a conversation I want to get to later on. We can get back to you, uh, uh, Ryan in a second, but, uh, the East division of the Sun Belt is the toughest by far. I mean, it's really Lafayette and everybody else in the West. And you really do have uh, the East teams beating up each other between app and the sea chickens and the trash down South. And of course us and Troy, even Troy, even Troy does well. I mean, so it's, it's going to be tough for them to repeat what they did last year in the East division. I don't see them getting out of the division undefeated at all. Do they play Lafayette yet? Cause that'd be a good game. I have no is idea. It, is it the makeup of the championship game? Hey, oh, you, well, you know that Lafayette crap is going to talk about it like, like it is. And should they win that game, they'll just crown themselves the 2020 champions of the Sun Belt <laughs> and talk about how they should be in the, the college football playoff and all that other garbage that they're going to talk about. 
that's who they are. I think, I think it's fair. They should have played that game at some point. I agree. Why, why not? Make make that make that a bowl game. Make 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 that the bowl game they went to. You know, Coastal's gonna that lose right that game now. anyways, like they yeah, did. Right now, do uh, that game. This week, what was what was it? Was it um, what was that? Blue Mountain State, where they ended up playing the game in a cornfield, like the kids cut down all the corn to build a football game, a football field to play the game that they didn't get to get sanctioned to play or something. That um, you know what I'm talking about? Did you guys watch? Did you watch Blue, did that you watch was Blue, a really Blue good State? show. But I don't remember much of it. I just watched it like very absentmindedly because it's funny, you know. Oh yeah, it's super dumb. It's like National Lampoon's like football TV show, but right. it's fantastic. And then they came out with a movie. They had a movie, they had a movie like, too. Like several years later, and the, all the actors had visibly aged from when they were playing college kids before. And it's like, wow, this this college freshman has some serious bags under her eyes right now. It's, it does not look like uh, either she's partied hard in high school, or uh, she's not actually eighteen years old. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, get off track there. Uh, Ryan, what were you talking about? There was, um, rank, I, I don't think I saw this. They ranked all 130 teams. Uh, they ranked all 130 teams. And uh, I think we were somewhere in the 80s. I don't remember exactly where. Uh, and I only cared that we were like, uh, the the Trash Down South was way up in, like the, in the hundreds somewhere. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, we looked pretty good there. I, I thought it was actually a pretty good ranking for us. People are, I think people are up on us right now, which is, you know, just kind of weird Weird to say. It's almost like we're reversing roles. Remember when we first got in the Sun Belt and they were in the, like, 70s, 80s, and we were in the somewheres. Now they're going down in the baseball. We were in the 120s when there was only 124 teams. Yeah. The important yeah. thing was we were still beating them. That is the I important still part. That's what I was going to say. I still see stuff all the time online about people talking about, you know, when they talk about conference expansion or whatever, how App State and Georgia Southern would be good teams to move on to the next level because of their history and their winning experience and how Georgia State just doesn't have that. I'm like, uh, you forget that one of those teams has a losing record in Georgia State. So you can talk about how great their history is and their little um, peewee league football they played. But since they've moved up, they have not been able to consecutive or consistently beat this team that doesn't belong to have football. Also, it's 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 just dumb to talk about tradition in a sport where every single player is different every four years. Like you literally have oh, yeah, a one hundred percent brand new team every four years. So who cares about tradition? Like, I know that's a stupid thing to oh, say yeah. about like as far as as far as like how good a team can be. Who cares about tradition? Because right. you know teams that have been you know traditionally very good, right? I mean, like Georgia Tech has won uh, more championships than than Georgia, but like. It's absurd to say Georgia Tech is better at football than Georgia at this point. <clears throat> right, exactly. It, it's football, college football, more so than you know a lot of other sports. I, I guess comparing it to NFL, because NFL, yeah, you'll get a player that will be a lifer; they'll be there for you know fifteen years or something. But in college football, sure, you say four years. I mean, like really, it's like two or three years. Yeah. You don't have a lot of players that that exhaust their eligibility, at least as a starter for these teams, and especially not at the highest level of, of the game. <laughs> so you can talk about tradition, and there have been teams that have had a good record of consistently doing well. But that does not mean that next year you're going to be good or 10 years from now you're going to be good. Uh, right. I mean, Georgia's competing well now, but they had a long down period uh, before they before the Mark Richt era, and even then they kind of got mediocre 
there. Just I you, you nine or ten wins a season. That's terrible, man. It's terrible. Well, and the SEC, not nine or ten wins, does not get you anything, right? That that, that gets you, you in, like fired, man. Head coach. That gets you like the they get you in the Music City Bowl. Is what that gets you <laughs> to lose. <laughs> to lose <laughs> against wasn't that ULM or somebody? Oh, I don't know. I just made up. I was just thinking of a, a an absurd bowl uh, that uh, SEC team potentially plays in. I've got no idea. A, they lost a real one. Yeah, they lost in a Music City Bowl versus somebody like super. No, I, I, well, I I can tell you it was not Monroe because Monroe's never been to a bowl game before. <laughs> oh, right, that's true. <laughs> that is the uh, scariest fact of and what they're. Their forty-year history—they've never had a, a bowl game, a bowl appearance. Yeah, so they I suck. Feel bad for uh, sort of. <laughs> no, no. Why? Why do you feel bad for them? I don't know. I thought for sure they had a bowl win when I saw the that uh, thing, post. For, go ahead. The the only thing positive about Monroe is they're not Lafayette, but that's still garbage. It's like. <laughs> I get it. I mean, it's like you're yeah. not the rotten peanut in the turd. You're the yeah. No, I guess Warhawk is a kind of a cool mascot versus you know other crap. But they've got nothing going for them. It was like 87 people go to school there or something. I don't know. I just thought it's by horrible. like I thought we were at one point the only Sun Belt team that uh, bull win. So it was kind of shocking to see that to me. That's all. Yeah. Now I will say for Southern specifically. With all their tradition, when I know they love tradition and history, I want to know when they're going to stop bringing up the first win against us because I feel like they bring that up more often than not, knowing that we were hot garbage that year. Well, see, Tim, I, your problem there is that you're talking to Southern fans. That's the first problem. I, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, there are Southern so-called fans that remember that win and have not paid attention to their program since then because they haven't been doing that great. And they, those same fans that talk about the, the win and Paulson stadium North have no clue that we have had a winning record against them. Every what, what two years following that and, and never let up. Yeah. Right. They just don't know. They don't, they don't, they don't pay attention. I, I got, I have friends that are Southern fans and uh, when they're doing well, uh, they're all about it. And when they're not doing well, they have no clue who they're playing this week or what their record is or that at all. They're, they're, they're Atlanta fans. They're Fairweather fans. I was going to say, I got news for you, David. Um, we start winning and we're going to have a lot more of those too. <laughs> magic. Start yep, looking yep. at eight or nine win seasons. But not, but not the three of us here and not the people that are listening to this podcast. Cause I guarantee you anybody listening to this uh, cares a lot more about the program than the, the average fan does because why no, the hell June else 22nd three and of we're us? talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at the Georgia state uh, all academic calendar today just to see when we'd have something coming up. Not a single game, June, July, or August. Like there's just absolutely not a single sport going on at all. And nice. yeah, but we still, but, but we're still here trying to figure out something to talk about a little uh the three and four days, days of Georgia state 74 <laughs> days till first game there we go Woo. 70, we're under 75 i don't know what that means but we're under it <laughs> that's fewer than the number of scholarship players we have on our team there you go wait wait to pull it in there uh speaking of that first game against army looking at the over unders because i have that for out of conference thanks to ben for posting that i didn't have to compile it myself army is a has eight games expected for the season which is a little higher than i would necessarily thought that games i kind of thought 
all off season so far that this first game is really going to dictate what our entire season was going to look like. If we win against army, then I think we have a good season and we definitely go over the five and a half expected wins. We lose to army. This team's not what we think it is and could potentially have a, another bad season, another Georgia state season. So I, I just, I disagree. We, we opened the season often uh, on a really bad foot and have come back and had pretty decent seasons from that. So I think one game is not enough to to decide, um, you know, well, how it's going to go. I know. I, I just think this Army team is really going. It, it's a great measuring stick. We have a really good idea about where we are one week into the season. This one game gives us a really good idea about where we are as a team. Does that mean we can't turn around and actually do something awesome? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we have a lot of expectations about this team, and if our expectations are reality, we win this game. And we win this game, I don't want to say convincingly like two or three scores, but we win this game where we kind of take the lead and don't ever really have to worry about it. So all right, we can control the all game. Right. One game does not make the season. That's all I'll say. And as I said before, I uh, f- my opinions are full of bias and don't make any sense. And I really don't know a lot about college football. So I would love for us to come out really strong in the first game, but I'm with Ryan. Historically, we kind of stumble out of the gate at times or pull things out of our asses, right? Like some of the wins we had early on in some of the start of our seasons. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We stumble out of the half amount. I actually actually don't want to have a super convincing win. I don't want to do like a 41 to 7. I mean, actually, I always want to do a 41 to 7 the first game. Uh, always the first game I want a 41 to seven, but in this case, uh, that's not the kind of win I want. Cause I definitely want UNC to be overlooking us a little bit going to the game. I want to win. I want to beat army, but I want UNC to overlook us just a little bit before we head up there. I want both of those games to be 41 to seven. All right. I mean, we're just talking we about want, what we, we want, every right? game we play. Be, yeah. I want to win in every yeah, game. Be 41 to seven. That's right. Oh, what are I we mean, doing? I, yes. I, I also want to win every game. Uh, while we're talking about over and unders, the uh, free ship code on merch.stateofatlanta.com is uh, over this week. David's taking so over. over. Well, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking the over. You guys are taking. You guys are not taking the over on five no, and a half wins. I take the over. I take every the over. Over. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah, merch.stateofatlanta.com. You can get awesome GSU ATL shirt like this one. Uh, free shipping with the promo is code over. <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I'm ready for Georgia State to actually pay me to put this stuff on their uh, on their uniforms. I, I, I'm welcoming that phone call. Please, uh, please give me a ring. <laughs> Operators are standing by. I, I, I will be. You have you have my number. You call me for uh, donations all the time. Uh, just call me up, and we can uh, get it put right there on Center Park Stadium. Big, big, huge GSU ATL logo. We'll get it on the uniforms of all the players, and I will gladly deposit that check. Uh, Actually, how much it, something like that cost to get it on the field, man? That that was big. I, I you know that's that's cool. Let's get it. Yeah, on if the they want to pay me, for, if they want to pay me for this logo on the field, I will take ten percent of what they give me and donate back. Donate it back to the pack. There you go. Nice. 10%. Whoa. Wow. Big time. <laughs> nice charity. I like it. Charity. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. Uh, over unders. There we go. Uh, Speaking of out of conference, UNC was 10, Auburn was seven, and uh, Charlotte's four and a half. I think we all kind of thought that Charlotte was going to be 
expected to be crap this year because uh, they play in conference USA and that entire conference is utter crap. So I just I cannot forget um, us going out on the field with for in the at the Georgia Dome for that season kickoff with Charlotte and it being so terrible bull like we both may, said like we just cannot be on the field for a football game ever again because it's that it's was clearly that was fault. charlotte that, that was charlotte I, I forgot that that was charlotte yeah uh yeah we, we were out there on the field as they were running back a kickoff for a touchdown or something yeah yeah i mean we screwed everything that could be screwed up we it, we did it in the worst possible way i mean it was bad yeah, that was I, I forgot all. Well, you know, there's a lot of brain cells that were killed that day and and since then. But yeah, we. Why were we on the field? Was it a a pack thing or something? I think it was a pack thing. I think if you were like a certain level of donor or something, you you they were letting us out uh, out there or something. I don't know. And we were I feel out like there. Everybody when in the building in. was a certain level of donor of pack, though. I don't, I don't know. I mean, not that I give that much money, but yeah, um, I gave enough to get the seats that I had. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's where i'm at yeah but then we get what then we go to charlotte uh i don't know if it's the following year or not we go to charlotte and we get our first ever uh, uh shutout, right? like shutout like i couldn't think of the word shutout yeah it was like yeah. 28 to 0 21 to 0 something like that mm-hmm. i was there for a little tiny nothing. little state 28 oh, awesome. yeah it was fun they have a cool little yeah. um fcs quality stadium with a little fcs quality surrounding area for setting stuff up and um they had an alumni event for georgia state it was actually just part of the same alumni event for the 49ers fans which was kind of weird and they were like get as many people in this one space as possible to make it seem crowded yeah it was like you go like you've you've been to like parks and you ryan you've done this we did parks for like kids birthday parties then like they have a little overhang type thing a little structure no no no, no, yeah probably no walls or anything a bunch of like picnic tables in there that's basically what they had outside of their fcs quality stadium and packed in all the 49er alumni (laughs) and the georgia state alumni and i I mean there was more 49er fans there than there were uh, georgia state but not by much i've uh i've I've Uh, never been to their stadium but you know i I saw the designs i was i was pretty into all of the teams that were kind of coming together at the time and uh, I saw the designs. I saw them build it. I've seen lots of pictures of it. I think it's cool. It's like it's kind of a pit, and they've just sort of built into it. And they have, you know, it's they've planned expansions like for when they have growth. And um, I thought it was it was very well thought out and is a pretty cool looking little little stadium. Have you have you been to Kennesaw Stadium? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's the same thing. Same maybe. Thing. I thought that was maybe a soccer field. Was that a soccer maybe, field before? It's everything. Maybe. Maybe four or five more rows uh, taller than what they have at Kennesaw, but it wasn't all that impressive. But we won, so that was good. And it was and that's back when we were super horrible, not just bad, but super horrible. So getting like a, a shutout win was was really fun. And then I had like a forty-five minute Uber drive back to where I was staying, which was great. I, I was also a little jealous they were building something on, on campus, you know, where we were still in the Georgia Dome, which I always I always liked the Georgia Dome okay, but you know, super secretly wanted our own kind of space. And then they, you know, th- that was like they kind of came onto the scene the same time as us. And so when they were building their own, I was like, ah, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, because they were playing at uh Carolina Panther Stadium when they first started. I remember going to the Falcons game there and they had a little uh uh, tailgate thing set up they were handing out I think I've got 49ers koozies somewhere that they were just giving out to people that were walking by oh, uh, wow, man. but yeah 
Yeah, but their their campus is not really like so. Georgia State's in Atlanta, and Charlotte Forty ers are, are not really in Charlotte. They're in their burbs, as I mm. if I recall correctly. There's a strip mall across the street with like a, I don't know, some chain restaurants in there and everything. It wasn't really. Yeah, they have space to build a, a stadium. But like, but like you said, like you know, playing in the Georgia Dome, it was out of the five options that we were kind of investigating back when Georgia State started football. It was the only one that made any sense. I would have it no it was, other way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a steal. And then when you, when you, we were getting made fun of by specifically the trash down South, but you know, any other school making fun of us for not having an on-campus stadium. I'm like, okay, fine. Sure. We don't have an on-campus stadium. Where are you putting it? Where in downtown Atlanta are you going to find enough area to put in even a crappy FCS level stadium like Charlotte has? Like, where are you going to find that space? It'd be be all the way out of like Panthersville. That was one of the, that was one of the five options. Yeah, one of the five options was going to be playing at Panthersville. No, that would have been the never, death option. That was never an option. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, no, hey, we're just doing this for a year or two. Like we're not really serious. Yeah, yeah. it was one of. But that's that's where they practiced. They practiced at that uh, high school. Yeah. field there, and Bill Curry talks about how there was like yellow jackets like nested in the ground and. Players were, you know, practicing and running around from from yellow jackets. They were stinging, and there them. were like garbage sinkholes and shit. Like, it, not not a good situation. This, I thought that was a school over in Summerhill, where the NFL no, this play was, field was. No, no, this is Pan- it's, uh, Panthers. So that that uh, high school stadium yeah. is right there. <clears throat> so yeah. The stadium's that bad. The field's really bad. Yeah, and Herndon was the other uh, option, right? Was another option. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Clark, not Clark. What are the HBCUs? Morse Brown? Is it Morse Brown? No. I don't know who owns it anymore. I mean, it's pretty dilapidated. Yeah, it, it's in. it was in bad shape. Like, to me, when I saw pictures of that place, I was like, it, this is like a tear down and rebuild type situation. Well, it's, it's funny <laughs> you say that because uh, some Atlanta artist photographer recently went through there and took a lot of pictures and posted them on his page and everything. And there's a lot of talk about how unfortunate it was that something like that stadium looks the way it does now. There was some seriously good graffiti in there. Like I thought it was actually, I'm not really a graffiti guy. Like I, I, a lot of times I'm like, that's it, it kind of makes it look bad. But I, the way every square inch was covered in something, there's a lot of good murals on there. I thought it looked pretty cool for being a downtown Atlanta stadium. Obviously the stadium itself needs a lot of work, but I liked the look. I think it gave a lot of character to it. And you know, that whole concrete jungle downtown. I, I like that idea. I I like like good graffiti, like not just people like going up and like tagging a a wall or whatever, but like actually doing like some good art. I I really like it. I think it's a good style and and definitely like fits our, like you were saying, like the concrete jungle, you know, the fact that we're in the city and, and all that stuff. Like we should have some more stuff like that, some murals or something like that. That'd be cool. I know there's a camp of people that wanted us to play there. I just, I think Georgia Dome was the best choice. I don't yeah. know. How many options did we talk about? Three? What are the other two? Grady? Uh, Grady, Grady? Was, Grady was one. And then mm. I I can't remember. What, maybe, maybe the other one was like. Find someplace. Stuff. Find someplace. <laughs> but there was no place. So when, when Turner Field became available, that, that's literally hitting the lottery. That's couldn't be any better. And yeah. I, there was a there was some YouTube guy that does like aerial views of stadiums, and he rated all the the Sun Belt stadiums. Talked about them, and he referred to uh, Center Park Stadium as a a Frankenstein stadium. 
And I'm like, I can kind of see why you say, because everyone gets hung up on those old right field seats still being up yep. there. Like, why won't we get rid yeah. of those? I'm like, because, because money's finite and we can't um, just spend money on tearing something down when there's so many other things we can do. Yeah, who cares? So we I can just get- close it off. Not a big deal. Yeah, Uh-oh. I don't mind those seats being there. It doesn't bother me whatsoever at all. Me neither. So, I'm used to it. I, I don't. Like, I don't even pay attention to those those seats up there at all. I mean, they're there, but it doesn't impact anything. And then yep. we, if we didn't build the other <laughs> I stands, used, I was used. Hmm? Go ahead, Tim. Go go. No, I'm just saying, if we didn't build the other side that was just open, okay, then it would look really effing weird, right? You just had the other yeah. sideline and the team standing there at nothing, right? A huge gap. Oh, that, that's what that's what schools like uh, our, our Sun Belt brethren do. They put a grass field on one side of their stands. They they call it like their little their lawn or their pasture or, or swamp, whatever the hell they call it. And that they act they act like that's great seating because people can bring their families with picnics and blankets and crap like that. No, you guys can't afford to have real seats because you have a crappy stadium built inside of the ground. So, and I actually like the upper deck. <laughs> there we go again. Uh, where we've, where we've covered deck. all the seats and and put Georgia State up there. Um, I think that has looked really good for the overhead shots when the helicopter traffic guy does does that. You know, I, oh, I like the way it looks. Look. Yeah, aesthetics. I like yeah, it. definitely. What I was going to say was. I went to so many Braves games in that stadium and I was used to seeing all those sections completely void of fans. So it's not really like anything new to me when I go to the game and don't see anybody sitting there. Hey, they weren't void of fans. Every time I went to a game, that's where this guy sat. Dollar seats. <laughs> they were like twelve bucks. <laughs> they did They're use cheap. that dollar seats there. They did. They, they that that last little strip in the upper deck, <laughs> like two <laughs> yeah. seats that go all the way up. I remember, I remember that. I, I like the way it looks with the the covers. It looks good on TV. I mean, I know some of our fans are kind of angst about not having those seats open, but what, we don't need them right sit now. There? Right, we don't need them right now. Yeah. yeah. Why would you want to sit in those seats when we still have plenty of seats in the lower bowl available? Like, right. Complain about complain about them being there when the place is packed or something like, and that's yeah. a bad view from where the only place you can possibly sit, but no, it's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's people trying to find something to complain about because they know that their crap stadium is nowhere near as good as ours. Those are our own fans. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you remember they, they, they had some renders of like an on campus option, even when we had, Turner under wraps. You remember that? You remember that from long ago? No, I. No, well, I mean, there no, was I talk about about like we would just build an on-campus stadium oh, and not use. Turner. You mean tear down, turn tear down Turner Field and, and build a little like uh, cookie cutter, two-lane style stadium out there, a, a fabricated kind of stadium. I thought that it was you're talking- leave Turner and not use it. Like give it to something else, and we would build on the north end a football stadium. Uh, or either way, it would be built. It would be basically used like a a fabricated stadium, About which I think house. is which I, which I think is what Charlotte has is something like that. Tulane does. I know Tulane does. It's basically just like a bunch of like you know order by number type thing and <laughs> slot A into tab B and crap like that. You build yeah, your seat when you get there. 
FIU or FAU is uh, they call it like an erector set. Yeah, right. Erector set. That's the terminology that I'm used to hearing. Yeah, yeah erector set. So yeah, it's metal, um, metal bleachers, and it's all it's all just those like metal things where you screw in. I mean, it's it's bad. <clears throat> yeah, we have this place here that hosted the track and field Olympics in 1996. Eh, let's just ignore that and build an erector set stadium outside in the parking lot. That sounds a lot better idea. Whatever, I, David. Don't joke about things like that. We made the not, right choice. Not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we had all those options on the table, and we made the right one. I gotta give kudos to the university. And and, and and it was like you know I think some of that was under Levick, you know who who didn't know right generally. So. Still kudos. Yeah. I hired Coach Hunter. Forced. Hired Coach Hunter. She hired Coach Hunter too. Yeah. That's true. Oof, that's memories, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, one of the things is we all talked crap about her back in the day because apparently there was a Conference USA offer uh, to join on the table back then, and we chose to go to Sunbelt instead. And she's friends now, with Carl Benson. At, at, at that time, Conference USA did sound like a better, a more attractive place to go, but dodged a bullet there because as much as I hate the Sunbelt, the Conference USA is definitely not the conference you want to be in right now. I all. choose to think that the Sunbelt is what it is today because we joined. And if we had joined CUSA, it would be the better choice today. I like, I like the way you think there, Ryan. Boom. Yeah. Double mic drop. I like that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot more stuff to talk about uh, and a lot of crap to give uh, Lafayette, but we're hitting you know close to 45 minutes here. So I think we just move this kind of stuff to last call or potentially to next week. Uh, what do you guys say? I, I, I think that's a good move. Let's move along. All right. There's, there, all right one, one last thing I want to acknowledge. There was a uh, another hire today for athletics. Uh, women's tennis got their new head coach, and why can't I find this? Uh, Hannah Keeling? Was it Hannah Keeling? Is that what her name was? Hannah Keeling, yeah. Hannah Keeling named new head coach of women's tennis uh, from Missouri State. She uh, actually is from the UK, but grew up or went to college here at Clayton State. Um, she's here, and that's cool. Got a new coach. Yeah. We definitely needed one because the program has not been performing. Yeah. So just want to get that in there. Uh, congrats to her. Welcome. Looking forward to seeing her do some good stuff here for the women's tennis program. Welcome, that's, uh, you, that's, uh, yeah. Let's go, Panthers. Uh, all right, cool. Yes, back, back, get back to winning. Get back to it, which the women's program has been really good historically, and we need to get back, back on that track again because we have a tradition, Ryan. We have a tradition of winning at women's tennis we need to get back to. That's right. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to head over to Last Call and talk about a few more things, a little more candidly, a little, a little more uncensored, which is why we can't put it on uh, the regular show. Uh, patreon.com slash state of atlanta it's free to everybody on fridays but we give it early access to our patreon members three bucks a month you get early access to the last call access to our private group chat we share with, uh, with our patreon members and just discount some merchandise and a little insider information about what we're going to talk about and other things we uh we hear from the the blue grapevine so uh, give it a look and uh thanks for joining us we'll talk to you next week so goodbye guys goodbye guys that's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. 
please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.